Yo, this is Denzel Curry. You're now in tune to the Yada Yada podcast. Brow, get out. Put your yada yada over the best part. Sir, that's right, bitch. That was Denzel Curry welcoming you to the podcast. We ain't got to do it no more, man. Welcome to episode 20. We What's made it. What's popping? What's popping? We here. How you What's doing? up? No, no, match my energy, B. <laughs> I got to be tough. <laughs> Come on, B. I'm not a gangster like you, Catch Joe. up to me right now, B. No, I can't catch up. We just had Denzel Curry welcome people to the podcast. We hey. did that. We hard as fuck, Joe. We hard as fuck. That's how we coming for episode 20. We hit a big-ass milestone just now. Hey, man, it's, it's, it's been a good month, you it's know? It's been a great month, man. I've, like, been, I've been doing push-ups. <laughs> I've been hey, moving my weight. Hey, we two different kinds of gangsters right now. I'm a mobster right now, Joe. Are you a mobster? I'm yeah, just, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a ready to cook some crack. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Who got a Pyrex this motherfucker? We don't deal with the drugs. <laughs> Yo, what up, y'all? It's the kid, Joe Cornell. It's your boy, Black Hyphy. Episode 20. We finally, man, it's been a long, long time coming. It's been a whole year now. Yeah, it's been a year. We hit a year like two months ago. That was crazy. And you did, like... Actually, ironically, when we announced the deck, when we first announced we was doing the podcast, not when we first put the episode out, but when we first announced it, yeah. it was like the same day we announced we were doing a showcase. That's crazy. Yeah. And then what we do a year later? A showcase. We own it. We own it, man. First off, thank you to everybody that came through the showcase. It was a really good time. Like I had a lot yeah, of fun. It, it was tight. It was an experience. Yeah, because- Shout out all my people. Shout out everybody that came through. Shout out A-Shine, Kai Cutlass, Juby Troop, Sleepwalker, Lameric yeah. Wave. It was dope, man. I had a lot of fun. And DJ Duke. Yeah, and the homegirl Deuce to hell down. And Amara Wayne for coming through. Yeah, just, just turning she, up on the spot. She pulled up real famous like. Yeah. <laughs> she did. She just walked in and got on stage. Like, yeah, because oh. like dead ass, when I was, like, because I, I was kind of like- Trying to see if we can get her on stage. So just like, I was expecting her to just hype up her music. Like, yeah. just we were going to play her music and she just dance and do her shit. But she started rapping. I was like, oh, that works too. We got to let it happen. Yeah. So like, shit, man. We really just, that was a hell of a night. I'm very thankful everybody came through. If you didn't come through, that's your loss, man. You, you missed a good time. Facts. We turned up and I'm pretty excited. You know, now that we, you know, because we, just like the podcast, that we just learned everything on the fly. Facts. Like, we never put together a show before, but that was our first time doing it. And I feel like it was it was a good t- good success. It was success. And then, like, you Ooh, know. I, success. What'd you say? That, I don't know what I said at first. <laughs> it sounded so gross. <laughs> but, I had a long night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But thank you. Uh, it was a good time. Like, there's a lot of stuff that we could build on for the next one. Facts. So, it was a good learning experience for us that. You know, the next time around, it's going to be even bigger. It's going to be even better. And you, you better not miss the next one, man. Yeah, get ready. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be an experience. Because as soon as we was done with the first one, people were like, yo, when the next one? I was yeah. like, I ain't hey, even got that far. Y'all got to wait for it. I'm still riding the wave. There's going to be dragons there. Dragons? Fireflies? It's going to be like Game of the Thrones. Game of, you mean Game of Thrones? Game of whatever it's called. <laughs> he said Game of the Thrones. Hey, Joe, let me gas it. <laughs> let me gas it, all right, Joe? You're going to gas it, gas it right, B. All right. You know, yeah, uh, so. J. Cole's gonna be there. <laughs> <laughs> That's the is that the right well, gas? Yeah. <laughs> That's a hell of a gas. You know what's funny is that when J. Rock did his uh album release party, he was like he got he said I got really turned one night and I was just like, Yeah, bro, we got Jay on the album and everybody <laughs> just thought, Oh, Jay Z? And he was like I was just like, Yeah, bro, sure. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about J. Cole. <laughs> Yo, that's he was like, yeah, I, just, I was like, yeah, sure, whatever, we'll, we'll ride it out. I, I feel like I couldn't call J. Cole J. I it never, would just feel weird. I've never heard anybody call J. Cole J. I would have you like, Jermaine, how are you? I call him Jermaine before I call him J. What's the abbreviation for Jermaine? Jer. 
Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's Jeremy, huh? Yeah, yeah, okay. it probably be Jeremy. <laughs> Back to the topic. Actually, forgot it. Oh, oh money I missed. Yeah, yeah, y'all. Know. That's hey, that old code. That's that old code for suckers that don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a good ass day, man. Like I ain't told nobody this yet, but like this morning, I was I woke up, I was checking Twitter. And then I, I seen I got a follow on my Twitter feed. I got followed by fucking Elliot Wilson. Oh, oh, word. word. That's crazy. Like rap radar Elliot Wilson. It's crazy because like a couple of days ago I was tweeting about like different radio personalities. How like you know I respect like these certain people because they come prepared with their shit. Cause like there's a lot of people in the radio industry or like in the hip hop industry that are radio personalities but don't follow the music like that. Yeah. And then it shows when they interview a big artist because it's like they don't know what to ask them or what to interview them. So it's like, it's frustrating for me because like when I'm really into an artist or like an album they put out, like I want to see all their interviews. I want to see like what they say in mind is, like how they approach shit. So like if you interview somebody that I really fuck with but you don't know shit about them, it shows in your interview and it pisses me off as a viewer. That's why your Denzel Curry interview is tight. Thank you. Thank you. So it's like, that's why I got into this shit. It's like, man, since y'all can't do this shit, I'll just do it myself. Hey, look, Joe is about it, about it. I'm just fucking up all the. This ice today. cream man kilos go for lower. Word to push a T. Yeah, hit him with it. Yeah, that's why I got into the industry mostly because it's like I can interview my favorite artists. Like this be easy as fuck. Man. And a lot, of, a lot of interviews I've done, my favorite artists have all been out, turned out really good. You know, only up from here. That's why we got Denzel Curry on the intro, bitch. Hey, a round of applause for that. You know, yeah. shout out Joe for making it happen. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You gonna cut me short, Theo? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, Theo. See, this is what happens to clipboard. <laughs> clipboard. This is what happens when you're mean to the sound guy. And the facts. <laughs> hey, lesson learned. Always Look, be nice to the sound guy. Man. Facts. But yeah, man, so I've had a great day. And like, you know, Elliot Wilson was one of the people I, I shouted out. I was like, yo, man, shout out to Elliot Wilson. He's up there too. Like, Rap Radar always has fire interviews. Like, I love all they sit downs with people. They always have like very, very good conversations with their artists. Like, that's kind of view what our podcast is like. Like a Rap Radar-esque. When we See, bring artists on and we just have like a natural conversation. I've been getting that a lot, yeah, like, because a, a lot of people be saying we the best in the town right now. But I I don't even know any other podcasts. So. I mean, I know a few. Shout out, uh, he got a podcast called Oh, yeah, Hidden Gems. Yeah. I, I see a bunch around, but I, I mean, I really don't listen to podcasts, other people's podcasts. Yeah, because like, I mean, he and Hidden Gems do is different from what we do. Yeah, yeah. So it's like they got their own style and flavor that they do. Which I'm, is, I'm which, already knowing. Yeah, which is dope because it's like, you know, it'd be weird if we're all just trying to be the same podcast. And then like now it's like what do you like that it's cool though because we all bring something different to the table and that's really what it comes down to when it comes to content it's like what do you bring to the table that's different from what they're doing right, right. And i feel like that's what that's, i feel like that's what people rock with us because like what we doing is just organic yeah i mean we just be talking for real for real it's the yada yada the yada yada <laughs> we yada yada over the best part every time nah maybe maybe, maybe in the beginning. <laughs> we started off somehow we ended up talking about jermaine and jeremy and <laughs> And Jer- anyways, <laughs> Jermaine and Jeremy, uh, like they two different people. That's the same person. Shout out to J Cole. Yeah, shout out J Cole. Man, he's like, gonna be at the next showcase. Yeah, show. we calling it. Shout out to Dreamville. Man, speaking of Dreamville music, it's been a hot ass time, man. Yeah. Music wise, it shit's really picking up right now in in 2019. It's going out with a bang. Niggas is rapping again. Motherfuckers is cooking is crack. Again. Cooking heroin, slanging that shit in South whoa, Central. Whoa, whoa, Word to Freddie Gibbs, man. Like, hey, let, let's, gangsta, let's, gangsta let's get to the shit right now. All right, let's get let's it. Let's get straight to it, man. Bandana. Freddie Gibbs, Mad Lib. It happened. It finally did. Like, a lot of shit happened in between Pinata and now yeah. that, it, it, that, that halted this album from happening. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> that was exhausting. It's, it's been an exhausting ride. I feel like ride. I could rest now. Like, I'm so... 
I'm so happy for Freddie Gibbs. Hey, round of applause for Freddie Gibbs one time, Theo, man, because this man, like, I've been a fan of his since National Anthem, the straight killer, no filler EP he put out when he was on that cover XXL freshman. And just to see his rise and see his journey from, like, the start of the decade to now, it's just so crazy to see because you see him, you see the trials and tribulations he went through as an artist, like signing yeah, Jeezy. Bro, been be, through some shit. Some shit. Like, he signed the Jeezy, his, his, the idol. Somebody he looked up to at one point, then he realized, you not who I thought you were, and you not helping me in my career. Started throwing punches at Jeezy. Yeah, it's like, bro, you ain't shit. You ain't Remember big everybody ain't loyal. Yeah, like, man. Like, you ain't big, Meech. You just a ha- wannabe. You know what I'm saying? It's like Charles Barkley in Space Jam. You ain't Charles Barkley. You just somebody that look like him. What, when, what was the Rocky line he got? Uh, oh, Rocky bought a pair, Jeezy a pair of new shoes. That homie was dick sucking. Now, he did clarify in the interview that that was not about ASAP Rocky. So what it was, that a homie that he was with, like he was from, well, he was from Gary. He was rode with him. He was like, at the time, I was realizing that people was just around me. My people was just around me to be around him. So yeah. I guess one time he was like, he was like, I wasn't even there when this happened. This is why it caught me off guard. But one of my homies that was named Rocky was kicking with Jeezy, and Jeezy told him to go buy him some shoes. So they went to go buy him some shoes, and they brought him back. I guess it was like some Timps or something, and Jeezy didn't like him, so he made him go buy him another pair of shoes. So they was trying to hurry back up to fucking Foot Locker at 8.30 at night before it closed to buy him some shoes. And he's like, the next day I got a call from my homies, and they was like, hey, man, can you give us that 200 from yesterday? He goes, $200 for what? He's like, uh, we went and bought Jeezy some shoes. He goes, what the fuck? He's like, that's like some weird groupie shit you want right now. That's hella weird. Yeah. Because he, the, the bootleg Kev, another guy I shouted out in that tweet about like real person that I respect is like him and DJ Her. They're two really dope personalities out in the West Coast. But he was like, yeah, man, people been asking me about that all morning. Like, that's about Rocky and shit. He's like, nah, I don't even know a dude like that to talk about him like that. So, like, I'm not going to diss him if I don't even know you like that. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. He's like, he went to, uh, he said, I went to Schoolboy Q's album release party. And like you know, as soon as I walked in, I could see a couple of the familiar faces looking at me. That like it was like it got weird when I walked in. Yeah. He's like, "That's just a rap game. It's like high school." Low key, it is. People, I, compa- I've been in rooms with rappers, and it's like awkward. It's mad awkward. Cause like honestly, cause we uh, we talked about Freddie Gibbs uh, like before. Like w- one time we was having conversations. Like people, I feel like people in the industry just don't fuck with Freddie Gibbs because he's just like he's just too authentic. Yeah. He just he says what he feels, and people don't respect that. And he talks about that on Bandana. He's like, you know, people, rappers wearing skirts and dresses, and then they get in their films, you pop up with an opinion. Facts. Because, like, you know, in this game, it's it's high school. It's all a popularity contest. Yeah, and everybody's feelings get hurt too easy. Too easy. Like, the popular kids get offended, and then all of a sudden, now you at the table by yourself. You the villain. Yeah, now you the, you the asshole everybody hates in high school, but you raw what you do. So it's like, you an asshole, but man, you, you fucking dope. <laughs> I can't help it. He's too honest. Yeah. <laughs> What what Benny say? They heart start beating faster when I, when I, whenever I'm telling the truth. Yeah, because yeah. motherfuckers can't handle the truth nowadays or criticism at that. Yeah, people are too sensitive, and that's why I feel like that's why I love Freddie Gibbs, man, because he just tell you how it is, and like if you don't like it, fuck it. Like he said on education, can't train a hoe can never put me in a slut walk. Who hey. that about? Who that about? Tell me. You know, you know who that's about? Wait, Captain Save a Hoe. Captain Drake. <laughs> Drake Captain Sable. No, 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 no. 21 Savage. Isabel 21 Savage? Remember the slow walk? Amber Rose and 21 Savage? He was, oh, he was front line, too. Front line's Captain Sable. Ho. He even held the sign and everything. I, I, didn't, oh, I, didn't really, I didn't realize how tight that was. Right? Can't train. I hope can never put me in a slow walk. Why he, why he beefing with uh, 21 Savage? He ain't beefing. This is how you feel. I feel it. 
Remember he and then on flat tummy T he threw shots to Spike Lee's like fuck Spike showing Malcolm X off the coke and white whores just yeah. so we can get funded from the money from the white boys. Yeah. Man, Spike Lee. Is it because of the Chicago movie? <laughs> no, I think it's because of Malcolm X. Uh-oh. But like this album, man, like because before the album, I was reading a bunch of articles about like just as they hype up the interviews and shit. Like yeah. I told you about this, but he did an interview with Vibe where he was talking about like they were at, they said that when Freddie Gibbs shoots videos, he likes to portray authenticity in his music and his videos. So he was like, "Yeah, the thugging video from Pinata, like that was pretty much my day to day life. Like I was really in South Central Los Angeles cooking, cracking heroin, <laughs> slanging that shit. I'm like, dog, that was like the peak of your mainstream career. You out here slanging dog food." Yeah. In your spare time? See, that's that's crazy to me. That's do- that's hard though. I think shit like that is hard. That's why that's part of the reason like I just still think Tech K music is hard. Yeah, I, I don't agree with them choices. Right, <laughs> what he did, but it's just know. like the authenticity. Like, okay, like you Yo, really you, you doing what you say? I can't. I, can't I wish you wasn't because you make great music. <laughs> yes, yeah, but stop, stop selling dog food. <laughs> right. I don't think you're doing it no more. Nah, nah. But it's just like that made me look at like that whole album differently because it's like you really doing what you rapping about right now. You sell, you slanging heroin and dog food in your spare time and going do interviews with Billboard well, right after. It, it it make it make you look at him different. Like it's like the baby. Yeah, <laughs> like the everybody know the baby's hard. Yeah, There's proof. Yeah, he the truth. <laughs> That's it. I'm the truth out here. Yolo. You, you can't refute it by myself. All day. But you didn't write me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. So like after like reading that interview and just finding out about that, it just made me listen to this album from a whole different perspective because like like every like fake names. He's like, this shit's so real, gotta use fake names. You know what I'm saying? He's talking about his homie that got killed from a Mexican cartel. Yeah. And he's I, like, that's just that's just the money side. Fuck friends, you know, just cash rules. I feel like I feel like this album a little darker than uh Pinatas. You think so? In a weird way. Pinatas Pinatas is kind of fun. It is. It's, it's a lot because like the the little the skits make the it skits make super it. fun. Yeah, and I, I think the the content on this album a little more serious. It's more. It, I was was it you that said it was like his four for four? Oh, four four four. Four four four. Yeah, yeah. That's a good comparison it. because it's a very it's more introspective. It's he, the most introspective album we've heard from Freddie Gibbs. Yeah, yet. he 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 talking a a lot more Cause about shit that hurts. It, it, like practice like, was the. Little last song on there. Oh, get right. Yeah, get right. Yeah, my, a, I can't hold no grudges. My hands too busy catching blessings. Yeah. He's got that one, and he had practice, in fact, names and shit like that. You see him walking out of the darkness. Yeah, cause like he wrote this album before he went to jail. Yeah. So like when he got arrested, he was like the only thing keeping me sane was just hearing all these madlib beats in my head, and I yeah. was so like the reason he's rapping his ass off because he's literally rapping it, writing this album as if it was gonna be his last album ever. See, that's even harder. Yeah. And that's why, like, that's why he can get on the track with Most Def and Black Thought and have the best verse. Yeah, that shit is crazy. He spazzed on education. Yeah, he's like, I don't I, know. I still think Yazin might have him. You though. think you think Yazin had him? I like, I, I like, I think I like his flow a little better. But it, I feel like it take away from it. It's cool for the song, but I feel like it take away from it because Black Thought and him got like the same rhyme scheme essentially. Yeah, and kind of like the same delivery. Yeah, because Jason Bay came with more like a spoken word. Facts. And it's, it fits with the same because like I love the sample. It's the same sample from Bonjour on the Najir album from Nas and Kanye. For people that don't know. And like they just like I just love the way Mad Live mixed this whole album because it's mixed like it's being played on a vinyl. Right. So it's got like the little staticky moments in it and whatnot and how it transitions, it feels like it's transitioned as you listen to it on vinyl. So like it fits the whole seventies aesthetic that it's trying to portray perfectly. And it's got like a lot of transitions within songs to where it's like 
it, it feels like there's a lot more music being played than it is. Yeah. Like it, how many how many tracks are like 13, 14? 15. 15. And it's, and it's only 45 minutes. Yeah, so it's like it feels like it's probably 20 songs. And there's a lot of transitions between songs. Like a lot of songs will switch up beats. And the cool thing about that is they asked Freddie Gibbs about that, like Half Man, Half co- Cocaine, for example. Yeah. They was like, so when Mad Lib gives you these beats, are they already like switched up like that? Because like, that takes a lot of skill in yourself like to just go the beat, like to switch up the flow. Like, you know, say like Half Man, Half Cocaine, the first half is kind of more laid back, cool. And all of a sudden the second half just like, it's real gritty out of nowhere. Like, bitch, you yeah. ready to cook some crack? No. <laughs> no, Freddie. Sit I'm your not. $5 ass down before I make change. He don't be playing. Nah, like, it gets hella serious and dark, and his, his flow get more in your face and shit. Yeah. But he was like, I did that. Like, I I, I picked the beats I liked and then put them together like that. So he, so like, when shit like, uh, like on Fake Names, when the beat switches up midway, like, he put that together himself. Magical. I think that's my favorite song on there. Fake I Names. Think that's one of the, the deeper tracks on there. Mm-hmm. Because it starts off really dark, and then the beat switch, and it gets a little lighter. Yeah. And he's just talking like, about hoes. You know. He, he just back, he's a, he on his pimping shit. Yeah. Like, I'm having fun now. Yeah. And it's like, this album feels like a, like a, like a album that's just showing you the trials and tribulations of a, of a drug dealer. Yeah. Like, you feel a man, like, on the come up. Then you hit him at his peak with like the crime pays, massage seats, and the palm olive. And then the fake names, that stretch right there, like practice and shit, you get the dark side of it. Like practice, he talks about ruining his family home because he was he was having problems at home. He said, instead of, you know, when I was having problems at home, I should have prayed more instead yeah. of just finding out, finding, searching for like, you know, a moment of satisfaction. Yeah. That was tough. Is that the one where he talked about uh, his uncle stabbing somebody in the neck? Um, I think that's situations. Okay. I think those situations, yeah. Yeah, that one, that one. That yeah. Deep. And this album made me realize how much of a crazy bone influence, like, influence has on Freddie what Gibbs. What song is it? Um, what song is it? Which that one? Song? Situations? That's that's where he got the flow? Yeah. But the situations. It, re- it reminded me of, like, a Houston flow mixed in with it. Yeah. Or like, a, it, it sound like it got a Houston feel to it, but it is. It's got that, that Cleveland Bone Thugs, bone thugs flow. flow. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard though. That's yeah, hard. That, I love little shit like that. Yeah, like you just catch like little influences and whatnot. Yeah. So like that's why like the track with Palm Oliver Pusha T, like Pusha T come from the breed of drug dealers like the Jay Z, the Rayquans, and the Biggies. And then the Freddie Gibbs and the Biggie, the Butchers come from the likes of Pusha T. Yeah. So it's like when he gets on a track with them, it's kinda like a passing of the torch. It's like these are my these are my sons. This is what I've this is what I've bred as a as a Coke rapper. Hey, well, he ain't passed nothing away. I feel like Pusha T is no, still No, Pusha that T is still that dude, but you can Because he, he cleaned him on that. Yeah, he cleaned, he cleaned Gibbs on Yeah, that. he really did. Easy. I could rap Pusha T's whole verse. Like, that, that second bro. half, bro, is like uh, more p- chemical than political. PTSD from what I weighed on the digital. It was snowfall, and Reagan gave me the visual. Obama opened his doors knowing I was oh, a criminal. Yeah. Like, uh, hit me a yuck one time, Theo. Yeah, yuck. And like, that wasn't even like, then like the second verse kicks off. Like, I took a risk. I took a brick. Took a road trip to a Motel 6. Get it right? Wholesale, you know, I won't tell shit. Hey, I think, I think Pusha T still selling drugs. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I feel like he addicted to that. Like that, the highest. That's all he talk about in his music. And it's about the high of the, the like, the high of this, the selling. Yes. He really is like the Tony Montana rap. Yeah. So what would what would that make Freddie Gibbs? Uh, would he be Nino? Nah, he not Nino. He cooler than Nino, cause he like he would be he would be more like Frank Lucas than Nino. Yeah, and he didn't snitch. Yeah, remember he said he uh, he said he got arrested the same day Obama got elected. He was like they pulled my ass out of first class, had me stripped naked, but I still wouldn't tell on my enemies or my connections. 
That's hard. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I, that's real shit. Okay, so he can't be Frank Lucas then because he's Well, Frank, Frank Lucas snitched on cops. Dirty cops. Uh, okay, we give him that. Like, you know, fuck, yeah, I'll give him that. I was like, you know, I'll just snitch because they was being assholes to him anyway. But, but he didn't snitch on like none of He didn't snitch, snitch on his enemies or none. Or his no, connections. Nah. Yeah. If, if Pusha T, Tony, then we're going to say Gibbs is uh, Frank Lucas. That's a good one. I think so. You know what's funny? I can't, I can't think of no other drug dealers right now. You know what's funny? Is that on episode a while back, on the fun episode, when we reviewed all the Vince Staples, the Freddie, the Action Bronson albums, remember we was like, on Fetty, we was like, yeah, man, these, these guys portray like two different drug dealers, like currency, like the James Bond, like I don't get my hands dirty type shit, and Freddie Gibbs like, fuck that, I'll cook the crack myself. <laughs> yeah, this, and he actually was cooking the crack himself. Yes, bro. That's that's wild to me. I, I be wondering when I see videos like that, like, oh, damn, this really is a... Y'all really kind of telling on yourself. Yeah, man. I don't know how you do that and not get like in trouble. Dog, there's a song Freddie Gibbs had on Babyface Killer called "Still Living," and the hook was "Yeah, I'm still living like a dope dealer." <laughs> like you just scream that shit into a mic when he performed with Tech Nine here on the Independent Grind Tour or whatever back in like 2014, 15. Yeah. Like he came on stage and during the set he was like, "Hey, y'all, real quick, I want y'all look on the balcony real quick. We look up." And he was like, it was like a gang of police on the balcony. He goes, y'all see them police up there? He's like, we're like, yeah. He goes, all right, I need everybody to put their middle fingers up and scream, fuck police. <laughs> and then the next song he did was still living like a dope dealer. Yeah, I was like, dog, you are crazy. Oh, I think I think you told me about that. Mm -hmm. I remember like, that was like one of the coolest moments I ever seen at a rap show. Hell yeah, fuck the police. Because like, yeah, man, it's like as soon as he got off stage and Tech got on, like I remember I look up there and see if they were still up there, they was gone. Like they was legit following him. But, like, this was during the pinata era, so he was really doing this shit. Uh, it, yeah, it's reasons for the shit. Yeah. But it's tight that bro is, like, living his life. He just put out an amazing album. Amazing album. And, like, do you think this album's easier to listen to than pinata? Like, for, the for like, somebody else first is the um, Freddie Gibbs. Is this a smooth album to listen to? Because I feel like it transitions very well. I wouldn't say it's easier to listen to than pinatas. But in, in my present mode, yeah. Cause I be I be working out a lot, mm -hmm. so I I like hard shit. Yeah, and this is like this is like some deep shit. He talking his talk. Yeah, this is the best he ever. Massage seats, bro. Water whipping. Earl Simmons. All my dogs eat. Come on, man. Yeah, that shit is so hard. It's like a triple quadruple entendre right there, man. <laughs> Hit the bars line flex. Yeah. Now listen, that's called motherfucking bars, nigga. Fucking you know nothing about that. You really don't though. Water whipping. Earl Simmons. All my dogs eat. Like to me, that song "Massage Seats" is up there with "If You Know You Know" in terms of talking like, like talking coke talk. talk. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, ain't, I ain't gonna do it like that. I don't know. You ain't gonna give it that yet. I gotta, I gotta listen again. He's like, you know, in this in this rap shit, ain't no max contract. Put one fifty on your head. That's he a trap contract. He ain't made me want to sell drugs yet. Really? Yeah, Benny the Butcher, the only person that made me want. Yeah, I feel like he's still in the crack. He, he his album sound like he is still in the crack house. Man, something wrong with him. <laughs> For real. For real. No, nah, but he hard. I think he the hardest out. Benny the Butcher? Yeah. I don't know. I'll give it to Freddie Gibbs right now. I mean, I, I fuck with Gangster Gibbs, but I got to rock I rock with Benny. Man. He, he been, he two for two. His squad nice. Like, back to back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, his, his his squad is hard. His squad nice. You know what's funny? Is, um, so, Revenge of the Dreamers 3 came out this past Friday. Yeah. And I guess Benny and Westside both got invites to the to the sessions. Oh, word. But none of their songs didn't make it. They like over two hundred or three hundred songs were made for the album, but only obviously they had to cut it down to eighteen. And so somebody on Twitter was like, 
dog, they invited Westside and Benny to the sessions and didn't let the songs make the album, but they gave like Guap Dad 4,000 two songs. Like, what the fuck? And then Guap Dad was like, they should have went harder then. And Benny the Butcher was like, who the fuck you talking to? <laughs> I'm like, you, I was like, I saw that shit. I'm like, bro, you really gonna tell Benny the Butcher he need to go harder? Yeah, he, he crazy for that. Because I don't even know who Guap Dad 4000 was until like this album came out, which was kind of the purpose of what J. Cole wanted to do. See, yeah. But it's like, you can't just tell Benny the Butcher you need to go harder then. It's it's like, it's a it's a Dreamville thing, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I bet Benny cleaned some of them or something. Yeah. I mean, it, but it like, would have to be whole, some, the, a, a situation like that. But like, the whole or, purpose of like, what he wanted to do with the Dreamville album was like I wanted to get on these tracks with the smaller unknown artists so people they can get more exposure to a bigger crowd because you know obviously it's a Dreamville audience so like yeah. the Dreamville stars are there but you also have like Guwap Dad 4000 was on there uh, like Maxo Cream was on there uh, Vince Staples was on there he's like he's, yeah, I mean Q was on Key there Key was on there it was just well, like I feel like Maxo, Maxo Cream and like Key them, these are people that are been, have been known like they got a certain level of like do they success. though I mean, yeah. Not the J. Cole success. No. So, like, to the no, J. Cole no, no. fan base, they knew artists. Yeah. Yeah. Because we know, we know that because we just follow hip-hop. No, but I'm saying, like, I think even though J. been buzzing or, like, you know, he J-I-D. had a buzz. Yeah, J.I.D. Yeah. So is Max O'Cream. Like, he had his moment like that. Like, we talked about Max O'Cream on the podcast before. I think yeah. people know, know of him, but they don't got, like, a big fan base of him yeah. or like key i think everybody know key low key i think if you but key just key just don't have like a big audience like that and it's weird because he rolled with like he rolled like with asap you know you know he rolled yeah. with kenny beats and you know, now he now he, he on, on the j cole album yeah. yeah see look it may- and it was cool about that is that like they, he's on a chart with j cole but like their song was so cold that they made it to something separate like there's a couple yeah. tracks on here that have that like so the first half of the, of the, the max o cream and key song is called oh wow yeah. and j cole's just spazzing and then it's, it transitions into the song with Key and Max O'Cream. And, like, at the end, you hear J.I.D.'s verse come in, and they, that's when they, like, they, they love, like, they transition out of it. Yeah. So you literally just got a song with Key and Max O'Cream. Because, yeah. like, they, Max O's verse is so hard that they're like, you know what? We'll just make this its own song. Like, this needs to be on the album. Max O. Yeah. So it's like, people like that, Luke, like, Luke, he's an artist on Dreamville that I didn't even really know of. But, like, every song I've heard on, with him is fucking amazing. Like, the first track... Under the sun with J. Cole, the baby, and then Kendrick on the hook. Yeah, that mug. Woke up for some money. Yeah, that hey, mug hard. Little bitch. Too many ops in here. Tell me who you with. Hey. That make me want to push people. <laughs> like, so you haven't listened to the whole album yet? I got I got to the key song. Okay. Where, it's no, a I think I got pretty far. I was listening to it last night when you was painting at the cafe. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Like after I just took probably about three or four times yesterday. And I think I think maybe outside of Costa Rica and the ladies song, it's a really dope compilation album. Like, cause have you watched the documentary yet? I didn't even watch the documentary yet. I fell asleep. Really? Yeah. It's I mean it's thirty minutes long, but it's cool because you actually get to see what these rap camps look like. It's cause yeah. like rap camps have always been around. Like Kanye did it with my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. So, but there's a, there's a write up on Complex about it that's really in depth. That's really dope. If you're really into that kind of stuff, I would highly recommend it. But like to actually get a visual look at it and see how it all works together and see all these different artists come together to make music together for the first time, mm-hmm. it's so, it's so dope. It makes it it comes off as organic. It's just like creative energy that's inspiring more creativity when they make the album. Okay. So so even though it's a compilation, and I feel like this is this is everything like DJ Khaled tries to do with his albums. I feel like 
DJ Khaled be forcing it a little. Yeah, and that's the problem. Like when, it don't feel, he, yeah, it don't feel it natural. Fake. Yeah. We the best. And then SZA comes in over some outcast shit. Like, get the fuck out of my face. This is weird. Yeah. Like, like I, I, honestly, for that for that one song with SZA, and it's not on SZA. This is really on DJ Khaled for touching a, a sample that didn't need to be touched. Yeah. I just really hope he has no more success. Whoa. Like him, as, I'm not saying I want him to fail as a person, but I'm just saying like musically, I don't want you to have any more success. Oh yeah, you want him to stop making music? Just, just stop, or just like don't be successful no more. Music wise, just be a celebrity. Just know? be a just, celebrity. Yeah, do your little Snapchats and shit. Like just stay away from music, bro, because you just you reaching uncharted territories. He put Gunna and Wayne on a Jodeci beat. Like get the fuck out of here. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. I am done with you. And then you want to bitch about <laughs> Tyler getting not number one. I'm sick yet. of DJ Khaled, bro. After the Tyler shit, I just, I'm just done with him. Yeah, I'm just done with everything he just represents. We need we need mustard to step into that role. He did a good job with this album. That album is great. I've heard really good things about it's that, great. which surprised me because I hate Pure Water. That per- well, that's the only so- I skip every time. Yeah, I just hear it so much on the yeah. radio. I'm just dude, sick of it. Dude. Big drip, what it'd you be, call it? Yeah, it be stuck in my head. And I'm just but, uh, I'm kind of over the Migos right now. Nah, that Perfect Ten song with with, with Nipsey, of course, is fire. But it's better than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, that's what everyone's like, been telling me. Yeah, like everybody like made me want to cry for real, for real. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's hella intense. That's dope, man. So like, this good like compilation albums coming out right now, and I think for what Dreamville wanted to achieve, it was really good because all the songs are very well put together. Like Samino's on a lot. Buddy had a Buddy had like a lot of good moments. The Wells Fargo, like when you watch the documentary, it just makes it all seem more authentic and makes you appreciate the album more. The, okay, because you see like you see how they make it. Together. So like the Wells Fargo song, Wells Fargo is like an interlude with um, Buddy, JID, Earth Gang, and then I think Guap Dad Four Thousand. And like it shows them at the end, they're all in the, the they were just in the booth, just randomly just going off the creative energy in the booth, and they made the song. And when JID walked out, he goes, "I don't know what happened." Like everyone got in the booth and things just started going, and we yeah. just took off. So like it was just you could just naturally see them like just making this up on the fly, and it just all came together to be like a perfect hype ass. I, l- I love seeing shit like that happen. I haven't got to see it to that extent yet, but I've seen like little bits and pieces of like people just making a song, mm-hmm. or like when. Um, Sleepwalker made the 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 theme song for the podcast. Yeah, shout out to him for that. He did, he did it quick. It was like thirty minutes. That's awesome. It's just like I just like I love shit like that. You just see artists like make music that turns out to be like fucking dope. Yeah, like how did you do this? Oh yeah. well, I just did it on accident. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> hey, even then, like that's still amazing. Like you weren't even trying to do that, and it's like on this album, on the compilation, you get all the sides of Dreamville. So like every song with Omen on. I fuck with heavy because you get that classic Dreamville soul. Like the PTSD, the self-love, sleep deprived. Those songs just got like that that classic Dreamville soul to them. What's your favorite track on here? My favorite track right now, it'd probably be PTSD, I think. PTSD or self-love because I like Boz's verse on that. Okay. Boz definitely showed out too on this album. Yeah, I don't know any of these these people that's on here. I know Omen. Omen, yeah, he's a he's a classic. Ari Lennox is on it. Ty Dolla Sign, Dreezy's on it. Oh, Buddy's on here. And, uh, yeah, Buddy's on there twice, two or three times. There's a song called 1993 where like they keep trying to rap, and Buddy's like, "This is not a rap session. We are smoking weed. Stop <laughs> rapping." <laughs> so like every time some people keep rapping, he'll be like, "Stop, stop rapping. Start passing, dog." Like it's a great song. I love it. It's just a fun song. And they in the documentary they describe Buddy as being like a lightning bolt of energy that that brought. You know the creativity, energy alive. Every room he went into, I feel that he just seemed like that kind of person. 
Yeah, he just seems like good, happy, like He's go lucky li- guy. A little lightning bug. Yeah, just happy to be here. Like sacrifices code got Smino and a uh, Saba on it. For the most part, all the all the Dreamville artists showed out except like, I just can't get in the Earth Game. <laughs> you can't get that. A hey, you, I think they remind me too much of uh, what was that other group with Bo Octane Audio Push Audio Push. I be I get too much of that from. I think I keep thinking it's them. It's like, I don't I don't know why. That's weird because sound wise are completely different. Yeah, but I'm just saying just like when I song? hear Earth Game, yeah, image wise, I'll be like, oh, I, I'm picture these two people. Yeah, even, even though I know, I don't know. Yeah, it don't. They uh, I will say their first project was hard, or not their first Earth project. Earth Game. I don't even remember the name of it. My little brother put me on Earth Game. Yeah, and I, I was fucking with it for like a month. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they dope. I just gotta find like just what they did on the on the dream because this is my first time actually really hearing them. Yeah. So for the first time hearing them, it's like it's okay. I feel it. Like been, I like them. I've been on my real East Coast gangster shit lately. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I like. That's why the Freddie Gibbs album hits right now because like yeah. that's just the kind of mood I'm, I'm in. I'm tough. I'm just like in your face right now, like flat tummy T. That's my shit right now. Hey, if hey, we gonna be on the corner selling uh, yada yada wristbands? Pull up, <laughs> pull up, right. <laughs> It's like when I listen to Bandana, it's like when it's over, I just somehow have like a Pyrex or some ar- baking soda you, in my hands. You, like stirring a pot and you don't know how you got here. Right. How did I get in the kitchen? <laughs> it's not even my kitchen. I'm just whipping I'm just here. whipping some shit in somebody's kitchen. You hear sirens. Yeah, man. Shit. Like overall, it's been a great month for hip hop. It has been, bro. Every, every you I'm know, telling niggas been rapping. You know somebody's low key coming through. That's not even low key right now, but you just push know it. push a T. Yes. Push it to you. The goat. The goat. Let him know, Theo. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Ugh. The bitch told me two-tone rollies is too blase. Yeah. <laughs> Let me know, Theo. Yeah. Ugh. Hey, what was the ostentatious line? Yeah. So, so Pusha T's done three verses this month, and all of them are just like, for some reason, just really like, just fuck you. I'm Pusha T type shit. <sighs> Drake made him mad. Drake, I, ma- he's still mad. I'm at so sick Drake. of Drake fans. I'm glad he going in like this. I'm so sick of Drake fans saying who's Pusha T. Nobody knew Pusha T before Drake. Like get the fuck out my face. If you didn't know Pusha T before Drake, you just only follow Drake. Man, that's bullshit. Man. That is absolute bullshit. I do not believe the fact that you've never heard of Pusha T before Drake. I do not believe you. You y'all, need more y'all people. know grinding, right? You know, all know grinding. Y'all know mercy, runaway. God. <laughs> All right, you're going to sit here and lie to my face and say you don't know who Pusha T's before Drake? Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. You and Drake, get the fuck out. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, so he did three verses. He did the, the 18-wheel with Benny. Like, the only drug dealer out of Fashion Week with a 90, with a, with only 80-20 deal. Only I could coke rap this glamorous. Ugh, with the 80-20 deal like Master P. Why would I ever go 50-50? You ain't half for mm. me. Yuck. Let him know, Theo. Yeah. Bars, dog. Bars. What's, Yo, the, what's the next one? The next one was the Coke White. He did with Pusha T. Or not Pusha T. He did with Gold Link. Yeah, you played that for me today. On Gold Link's album. That and nice. the way he did it was perfect because Gold Link was like, you know what, bro? Just get your own song. It sound like Miami. Yeah. Coke yeah. White Cash got me feeling like Royce. Hey, hey. we don't need no choice. Yeah. Hey, need yeah. no choice. Yeah. Like Coke White Spider. Coke White Rover. Coke White. Coke White. No bacon soda. Ah, oh, dude. It's way more chiller than Joe Bacon. You know, it really is, but it's just how he delivers it. He's just like, like he just looking, talking down on you. He just got residue on We bout it, bout it like them no limit soldiers. This ice cream man's key lows go for lower. How do you think uh, when uh, when Pusha T getting dressed, they just coke the sprinkle out of his pocket? <laughs> 
you know, like little powder just yeah, fall out of his pocket. Like, oh shit! Oh fuck! Must be from last night. Yeah. Never get away from it. <laughs> never what's get that, away. What's that Travis Scott line? Woke up in my hair cocaine, thought it was Elijah. Off of Kelly Price. Oh, remember that? <laughs> no. You don't remember that line from Kelly Price off Culture? <laughs> no, I don't remember that. What? Woke up with cocaine in my hair, thought it That's a weird flex. <laughs> thought it was Elijah. Yeah, like, that's weird, but okay. Yeah, what would you want? I feel like bro. that's what Pusha T be on. He wake up with his coke hair in his braids, shakes it off real quick. <laughs> How did I get in this mountain? <laughs> he sleeps in a mountain of coke. That's why he wake up and just be like, Ugh, I feel like he need to go rap to, about coke all day. I feel like he need to go to Mount Canyon for a little bit. With yeah, Freddie Gibbs, bro, <laughs> just chill in the lagoon. <laughs> that's the that's the release for uh, drug dealers. They just go to Mount Canyon and just hang out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's really just a front though. That looks like looks like retirement for rappers. <laughs> a, drug de- a drug dealer vacation. <laughs> they really still they really still selling drugs and shit. And just in a like, mountain. <laughs> yeah, just in a mountain. <laughs> We got away from the city. We in the mountains now. Yeah, I think I need to take a trip. Yeah, I'm going to Mount Canyon. And like, does every push of T's verse he's done these months like all have amazing quotables? So it's like we compare risks about the watch complications. Like we compare rich by who's more ostentatious. I don't even know what that word means. Yeah. I never even heard of that word until Pusha hey. T said it. Let him know, Theo. Yeah, it's pro- it's like a uh, fancy flexing. I just looked up the definition before. We what is it? What is it? Here, hold up. I'm I'm gonna read it. I to ain't. I'm not rich enough for that word. Man. I've never heard of that word till Pusha T said. He's got to be the only rapper I've ever heard use I the bet word ostentatious. Akilah the B knew that word. Or, or Akilah. All right. Characterized by or given to pretentious or conspicuous, conspicuous show in an attempt to impress others. That's a hell of a definition. Intended to attract notice. Okay. He flexing in the most possible, like the most, <laughs> ooh, what's the word? I don't know. See, I don't got the words for it. I'm not Pusha T. So you don't know. I don't see, know. Like, that's, what do you mean, ostentatious? <laughs> Why does it? If I ever meet Pushy, I'll be the first thing I ask him. What's, what's ostentatious mean? Yeah, I, I'm just not literate like that. I'm gonna be real. He, <laughs> he reading different kind of books. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's really what it is. That's really yeah, bro. Like, what kind of books you reading to <laughs> yeah. find that word? I'm trying to. I'm trying to get hype like this. Yeah. I feel like he do everything hype. He got to Rick Flair. I feel like Pusha T keeps it together enough just to not snap on everybody <laughs> that he's around. Remember when Drake said he was actually a nice dude? <laughs> he's, I don't think he is. Nah. That's like 10%. <laughs> I feel like Pusha T is like uber calculated and he'd be waiting for people to fuck up. He really, like, he, he really. He, he was waiting for Drake to fuck up. He's really. Drake fucked up and he, he set him on fire. You're, you haven't watched The Wire, have you? No. He really a real life Omar. He, he like and how that. calculated he moves, like he, because he just moves in such like he doesn't move in like a very aggressive way. He's yeah. just, he's around. He stepped true every. He, he knows his next move every. Yeah, time. he like chess. He literally plays chess with people. He's like, yeah. I already know my next move. I'm just waiting on yours. Yeah, let's see. Like same with Drake. He's like, okay, I put out infrared. I know what, I got this shit. I got some of Adonis in, in the stash. I'm waiting for you to make a move. What's, what's up, man? Yeah. <laughs> The drug dealer, the yeah, blackface. The, the blackface is the album cover. Like, Jay, like, bro, Jesus, you too goddamn calculated. What's the eggs and bacon one? Yeah, <laughs> stick to hit the breakfast sausages, Theo. Let's go. Stick to breakfast sausages and eggs, nigga. Yeah, that's a message to Drake. Yeah, <laughs> you ain't I, ready for this. I, I'm still listening to. That's how you feel, though. You ain't. You ain't half of me. <laughs> what is a? What was another one? Park a half a million on the curb just to show you. See, that's. That's the kind of flex shit that Pusha T just be on. I mean, he, he out here. 
It's been a good good year for him. Like he just took over June once again in back to back years. And he did it in three guest verses. He like Golden State? Nah, he nah, not he ain't Golden State. State. Yeah. Nah, he, he probably, <laughs> probably, he not probably nah, nah, nah. No, what's the okay, so what's the third verse? The Palm Olive. Yes. And that's that's the last one. Heat. So he led it, I think he led it with Dysphoria, which was Golding's album. Mm-hmm. And then he came out with Benny's album. And then like a week later came out with Bandana. Yeah. Bro, come on now. Ostentatious went first. You think he's gonna drop a project this year? I would like him to. What where would he go? Well, the cool thing is, I just I just read an interview with Madlib, and he said like the next thing he wants to do is like you know he said if if he could he'll make albums with Freddie Gibbs to the sixty if Freddie Gibbs down to do it. Unlike he's like as long as he doesn't pull a Doom, he's like I can't find MF Doom anywhere. Which oh, is, no, I was talking about Pusha T. No, but like he uh, he also said he would like to make an album with Pusha T. Oh, okay, okay, I I missed that part. No, I mean I was getting to it. Okay, my fault. My fault. No, you good? But that would be amazing. That would be tight. Like, cause you see how just relaxed he sounded on a Madlib beat. He, he was cozy there. He was, I feel like he comfortable. He comfortable on any beat, on any because like what he weird. What he say on Untouchable? Only great I ain't made better was Jay Diller. Yeah. Now he about to make Madlib great. Oof. Oh man, you see what Madlib did with Freddie Gibbs? Hey man, shout out to all these like classic hip hop producers too. Like that's still holding the it Alchemist, down. Yeah, the Alchemist been Alchemist going doing crazy. great. Like Madlib went like when you look at on the, the Bandanas project. Like when you look at Fetty, the, the production Alchemist gave him. It's just Willie yeah, Lloyd. He, Hey, but Benny be doing something to these Alchemist beats that's like, I don't know, he he shouldn't be allowed on them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, he you done. We crazy. cut you yeah, off. Stop. You are done here. Talking too much real talk. Yeah. So did you listen to the you listen to the whole project? I listened to I listened to Benny's album probably like twice. What what's your favorite song? I like the intro because I just I like because Benny come with them great lines. And you just be like, yeah, bro, like yeah, uh, like what do you say? Like I'm fresh out of luck. I deserve to be here. Yeah, like, shit like that. I like hearing you, shit like you that. Feel like, it? Make yeah, you like just inject that shit straight into my veins. Ch- straight up. I want I want to feel that energy all the time. Hey, but that's what he was selling to them fiends. Yeah. So. Then this track with Black Thought is, is dope as fuck because it's just them literally rapping back and forth. It remind yeah. me it remind me of Extradite with Freddie Gibbs and Black Thought from The Shadow of a Doubt. Word. And how they just trade verses each 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 hook. It's punches, bro. They yeah. boxing each other. That's how it is. And it's like, on Extradite, Black Thought definitely got Freddie Gibbs, but then Freddie Gibbs came back on Education and definitely had the better one. He's like, yeah. you know, they my, my hands was back in the chicken as soon as they took the cuff off. Got to feed you the wolves before they feed on you. It's kind of <laughs> ironic how this ice can keep a lot of heat on a homie. And, like, I ain't got to finesse the plugs. I debo that dude. Yeah. Like, he really just going off. He was spazzing, bro. He's rapping like his life depended on him. Because it really did. <laughs> like, it really did. And, like, it's little details like that that make me appreciate an, this album more. Like he, he earned it. Yeah. Like, you really, like, these are real stories about you. And he deserved it. Yeah. Like, you deserve, like he deserves this moment for everything he went through for, like, the last two years. Going, getting locked up in Austria for, like, a rape, rape charge. And then beating that case. And then having, like, mentally build yourself back up to come yeah, back from that. because he was in jail. You didn't do it. You didn't do it, and you in Austria. Like, he said that all they spoke was German. All the books were in German. He couldn't read. Like, his baby mama had to fly out there to bring him books for him to read so he wouldn't, like, you know, go insane. So these Madlib beats were literally the only thing keeping him going from going insane, probably. Because he said, when I was there, all I heard was these Madlib beats in my head. So that's why I wrote them all when I was in jail. And shout out to Kanye West for not using any of these beats because he probably would have done shit. What a tale. Yeah. 
It's oh, he uh, Madlib played these beats for Ye. Yeah, yeah. These all these beats that Freddie Gibbs got from Madlib. Originally, Madlib gave them to Kanye around the life of Pablo time, and he's like, Kanye didn't do anything with him. Yeah, because he, he he don't deserve him. Nah, he really he really don't, man. Kanye, I don't need no bleach asshole lines over Madlib beats right now. <laughs> yeah, these we, are too pure for that. We cool. I'm glad he been quiet for a little bit. Yeah, Kanye. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably it's, better. That's why, bro. That's really why I've been having a lot more peace in my life. I don't got. I swear, <laughs> straight that, up, man. That's part of it. Kanye like, just caused me too much stress. Yeah, bro. There was like a whole year of us just hearing like, Kanye, yeah, it is. Yeah, man. Slavery was a choice. That. Oh fuck, Kanye's in the White House. Not again. Kanye called Trump a father figure. Fuck. You know who else was in the White House though? Oh, James Brown. No, Pusha T. Pusha T. Always. Oh, Obama opened up his yeah. doors, knowing I was a criminal. Obama knew he was a criminal. But he still did it. What a flex! What a what a flex! Yeah, man. Like, I think I think right now, right now, I would say Bandana is my album of the year easily, and I I felt like that after the first listen. Because this has got everything I love. Like, it got the lyrics, it's got the great beats. It trans. It's a it's a coherent, it's a cohesive album. It's I very well put together. I can't pick my. I, well, I would say yeah. It's I would say it's the best conceptually. But I'm I'm gonna give it to uh, Benny right now. Benny, I, I feel that that's just a cause, solid choice. Just because that's what I'm listening to. Right yeah, now. it's like just drug dealer rap. And it, you can't even call that an album for real. So it probably is Bandanas. It's like Benny got the best EP. I like Benny Spirit. That's yeah. Just like he got a hustle spirit. Yeah. Just like it's it's just grind and grit. And he he be talking that real talk. Like on Father Fifty, he talk about like how some of his people's like dealing with like current charges. Like he's still going through the shit. And then it's like an um, interview with his girlfriend, mm-hmm. and it's like her talking about, like, yeah, there was one morning <laughs> I heard a knock at the door, and, and Benny is telling me it's like, it's the police. But then later on in the song, it's like she's talking about, like, well, we don't got to do that. Benny doing what he loves, you know? Yeah. And he's stressing over it. And that's good. Like, fans, that shit's crazy. And it's like Freddie Gibbs had the same story. It's like, you know, this is what we doing. I bought my mom a crib, totally the dope alone. Yeah, bro. Hey, bro, sat down for seven years, too, though. Benny the Butcher. 36. Damn. Actually, yeah, Freddie Gibbs, 37. For real? Yeah. I didn't know I didn't know Freddie Gibbs was that old. I didn't either. Because Mad Lib like 45 or that's, 44. That explains a lot, though. Like That's a lot of... Because that, think about it. Freddie Gibbs was only doing this shit like five years ago. And before... I'm saying if he was doing that during the Pinata years, he had to be doing it before that. Yeah. Because, you know, when you do it independently, it's a lot of money. I, I don't be... I, don't, I ain't want to like... Check people's pockets and shit like that. But I be, I be wanting to know like how much do, how much do these rap niggas make off their drugs? Yeah. Like, how, right. much, how much did Pusha T make or like Benny? Like all of these niggas. Yeah. Probably doing that shit. I think Freddie Gibbs was talking about an interview. He was like, before I, I signed this deal with RCA because this is the first RCA is the first label he signed because before that he was independent doing yeah. independent with ESGN and whatnot. And he was like, you know, there'll be times where I, I'd see rap dudes. At the same spots I'm at, and I look at their cars. I'm like, you driving that, and you want a label? Yeah. It's like, why would I sign a label if I'm doing better than you? Yeah, that's that's crazy to think about. Like, I, well, I make money, more money off these drugs. Yeah. Like, why the fuck why would I, I sign a, a label and enslave myself in the contract? But the, you you hear it all the time, though. The dark side of that shit is terrible. Like, yeah. That's a stressful life to live. Like, and I think that's why rappers do brag that much. Mm-hmm. And he breaks down, it. but. I, on one of the songs, Freddie Gibbs breaks down about like 360s. Like, that means they get all incomes of your revenue. Yeah. So that means, you know what I'm saying, you got to pick up the management and lawyer fees if your shit don't recoup. Yeah, that shit dead. 
So okay. I feel like for a guy that's been in the game as long as him, he knows how to he knows a good deal. He knows how to negotiate a good deal. Because like the person that signed him to RCA is like a, a long time friend of his that was at Interscope when he was there. So obviously, you know the homie's gonna look out for him. My bad. Are you good? But no, nah, bro's te- bro's taking care of. Yeah. I think I think that says a lot because like both of them move different. Like Benny and and Freddie. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they like and push it to like all of these n- niggas step true because of like situations they've been in or just how their life has been. Yeah. And, like, they both have, like, a message. Everything relates back to drug dealing. It does. It all comes full circle. Facts. And the cool thing about Bandanas, I was, another interview I was reading with Madlib, he said, I, I like music that has a message. Like, I like old NWA, Public Enemy, because a lot of music nowadays doesn't really have, like, a message like that. You know you know, it's crazy? That Perfect 10 song, uh, that... Nip got with mustard. That's what. That's what. Like, there's two bits of an interview where he's like basically talking about that. Like, we gotta reapproach how how we respond to certain things. And he was calling. Uh, he was calling YG a genius because protest music is like essential and it's yeah, a part like of it's a part of hip hop. Like it really, it's always been part of yeah, hip hop. Yeah, like you the have to fight the powers. Yes, yeah, the rebel without for. a pause. Like in like the fuck Donald Trump's is to give people this this message. This voice, yeah, yeah. Zim and Nipsey were both on that song. So shit like that, and I think when you listen to Bandana, you catch a lot of that shit. You know, he talks about, you know, we got a fucking celebrity in the White House from, like, the Reagan days. He talks about, like, anti-vaccines and shit. He's, uh, we say, yeah, uh, there's one line on a uh, flat tummy team on the second half that I love. He goes, addicted to medication, just pulled another line up. Overdosed with a styrofoam is how they gonna find us. Slave movies every year. Yeah, the master gonna remind us. If we don't take it, we don't deserve it back. In 6,000 years, done ran up, the kings of the earth is back. Supreme Mathematics, I'm on the right course. Took the sword and knocked White Jesus off of that white horse. Yeah. Like who fuck rapping white, like fuck that? White Jesus. Who rapping like that right now? Gangsta Gibbs is. That's what I'm talking about, man. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm so happy for Gangsta Gibbs that for this album. That's cool though. It's it's hella tight in the era of like, was it the sound? I don't know what you want to call it. It's not the SoundCloud era anymore, is it? Nah, we kind of moved on. What is it? The mumble rap era? I guess. I don't I don't know what to call this shit. Cause I feel like lyricism. But we getting back to rapping like li- yeah, li- lyricism yeah. lyricism is back. I guess it's been back for a minute. It's been like brewing. But now but it's like, like it's in the forefront. Yeah, it's in the forefront. We all everybody's talking about it now. And yes, that's good. Yeah. It feels good. It's nice cuz it's like music is very motivational, inspirational. Right. So it's like I love music that has an inspirational message or just has a message. Yeah. Cuz it means like you 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 you're expanding a message to your listeners other than just like yeah, bro, Molly, Lean, and, and Pills is how we doing it. Yeah, we not on that. Nah. It's cool at a moment's notice, but, like, it's not good to always just be bumping that shit. Well, on, on the flip end, like, even with the drug dealing shit, it's, yeah, that shit cool in the moment, but. It, but it's like, no one glorifies it. has got his karma. Yeah, because no one wants to dr- be drug dealer. Nobody wakes up and says, I'm just going to deal drugs today. It's like, it comes down to, I got no other choice. Well, low key, but, but when you hear, like, a Pusha T, how he rap about it. But like I was doing this, cause like that's a that's a, if you reach a certain level of success, like when people talk about that success, it's like, oh, cause he addicted, I do he it. addicted it's to the high of the success. Yeah, he not addicted to like the drugs or like the he's he more addicted to like the high of making the deals, making the money. Man, it's it's like uh, it's like uh, the skit on Benny's project. So like they talking about how. Natives would stab and put a knife in the ice, and then the wolves would lick it, 
and they they would cut their tongues, but they would keep licking it because they thinking they eating something. They but taste they the not. blood. Yeah, that's like that's like the the fiend and the dealer. Yeah, S- essentially, that's that's what it is. That Damn, metaphor. That's a hell of a metaphor. That's hella deep, that's, bro. That's a hell of a metaphor. But that's why everything like relate back to drug dealing like that. Mm-hmm. Like you could, it's it's such an easy metaphor to use. My dad was talking to me about that. He was like, man, like, because I was talking to him about Breaking Bad, and he was like, the, the, if you watch Breaking Bad. You want like Walter White, he gets in it to help fund for his like his surge his, his cancer he's got to yeah. pay for his chemos and shit. But after a while, like he gets healed, but he still keeps selling meth and he still keeps cooking the meth because he's making the purest meth possible. And like he takes pride in that. So when somebody was like, you know, we don't need you, like we'll just have we'll hire your partner to do it for us. Yeah. But he goes like, that's not me though. Like only I know how to make the purest meth. So right. he was addicted to like making the best product possible. He got nice. addicted to like the art of it. That's it, man. I love that. There's certain kind of integrity that even villains have, you know. Yeah. So like, I, I can respect that without like saying like, "Hey, go make the purest meth you can." Yeah. But like, he hey, was addicted to the art of making the meth. Yeah. It was just it's the allure of it. Yeah. The that you feel good doing it. And that's kind of like I feel like that's how I look at like drug deals when it comes to like Pusha T. He raps about like his his addiction is like. The success of making the money, yeah, like the high of making the deals and making the money. Man, everybody got an addiction. Yeah, mine My. happens to be you. Hey, <laughs> you about to go that route too? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. see, if you know, you know. <laughs> Most people know. Yeah. So I think we in a really good time right now, man. I think if you if you really just about lyricism, I don't want to hear you say. There's no, there's no lyricism out right now. Fuck out of here. The fuck out my face. Go look for it. We have the internet. That's no what I'm excuse. saying. Like we looked up ostentatious. We didn't know what it meant. Yeah. We but looked we looked it up. it up. We found the meaning of it. Yeah. Quit being lazy. Just look it up, man. Like fuck. I'm so excited to do our year end wrap up because we have to talk about the decade wrap up. Hey, yeah, it's gonna be crazy. I'm very excited for the decade wrap up because like so much has happened in this decade that's changed the music business forever. Yeah. And like it's only gonna keep changing. I'm excited to like reflect on it all and like really just break it down because this has been a hell of a decade. It has, bro. Like we've we've gotten to see music evolve and t- like take different steps. We've gotten to see how like the music industry has changed based on like how free music is practically yeah. free and which artists still get paid. Yeah, how did, how how does how does that work? You know, that yeah. How how does that work? Like I pay ten dollars a month and I get every album I want. Fucking crazy. <laughs> insane no, no one man should have all that power right no one man it's almost too much power because i'll be at home like what do i want to listen to today? i be bro i get so anxious sometimes like you don't understand it like <laughs> i'm 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 clutching my fist right now y'all because i'll be i'll be like what do i do what do i listen to like what am i feeling i can't, I can't ask nobody yeah what how do i feel yeah what's gonna be perfect for me because i'll play something and then it not feel right and then i gotta be like ah this ain't what I'm feeling. I'm not going to be able to get anything done today because I, <laughs> I can't pick one song yeah. to start my morning. But then you you always figure it out, though. Yeah. Like, I used to... Apple Music changed up their whole format. They used to have, like, an album, like, four different sections. Like, you know, here's some hip-hop and R&B. Here's some yeah. classic West Coast. Here's some Kendrick, music like Kendrick Lamar's. And, but they switched it all up now, so it's not even like that no more. So I'm just like... I used to use that based on, like, okay, I haven't heard this album before. I, I can rock yeah, with this. Yeah, let me check it out. Yeah, what, but, like... What's the, album of the decade or the album of the day or shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, like shit like it would change every day. Like they throw you something different based on what's listened to the day before. See, I've been I've been uh using the YouTube music app. Oh really? Yeah. I mean it's cool. I don't know if I like it. It's not it's not formatted like the Apple music mm-hmm. app, but like I can pretty much listen to whatever. So like if the song isn't on there, I can still watch the YouTube video or whatever. But 
It's cool. It, yeah. It ain't helped me find no new music yet. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of thing. It's like, I want to find new music, but like, what am I trying to find? See, but I lucked out because we got bandanas. Yeah. We got Pusha T. I still ain't listened to the Goldling Project. We got Casey Veggie. I've been hearing, yeah. Veggie's been album's really it. nice. Veggie album hard. Album's album hard. Like, he's another great message, man. He's all about this, like, hustling, motivating kind of music. You know what I'm saying? Bro, Key got an album Key out. Key got an Key album. Key my dog. Um... Uh, who, this, West Side Gun just put out an album. DJ Mustard dropped the album yeah, this month. Yeah, that Mustard Project. There's another album that dropped this year or this month. It, it's been a busy month, low yeah, key. It's been going crazy. Benny album dropped this month, didn't it? Yeah, that in, new, in June. That Benny just came out. Yeah. Um, uh, Ari Lennox album is really good. If y'all ain't listening to Ari Lennox album, y'all Revenge should check it out. Revenge of the Dreamers just came out. Yeah, Revenge of the Dreamers. I still got to finish that. That's um, a. I think once you dig through it. You'll find some really good songs. Like the only song I don't like right now is kind of Costa Rica because it's just too many people and I don't really know who they are. It's too much. Yeah, like posse cuts. I feel like are done right if the artists actually have history. So like Wu Tang. It's, it's only like, like it's a Beast few Coast. posse cuts that I like. Or like the Beast Coast album. Uh yeah. Or or that pro era track. Yeah. And we always laying around in the cut. Yeah. And that motherfucker hard. That's a classic. Or what was the song on the on the cozy tapes too? Um, what happens when you rock a trill figure? Rockin it had like all the ASAP Mob, Flatbush, uh, and Joey on it. I can't, it's called What I Happens. Can't remember it. Yeah, it's, it's on, at the end. Yeah, it's like it's on like towards the end of it. Yeah, and it me, had, me went off on that. Bro, Meech. Meech, hey, top Meech five rapper for me. I'm already knowing. No, he, he not in my top five, though. I can feel that. But like, I think he probably been one of the more consistent artists. I think he just, just him being part of the zombies. Since Thug Waffles. Yeah. He always been the and, best rapper out of them. And it was an M-Roz. M- like, what the blood Yeah, yeah, clock. where, where uh, they put the drops in the, in the, the shit. Yeah. What, what I love that, that video. That was acid. Yeah, they was wild. M E T H O D. It's like drop a three of Dwayne Carter, Mr. Henna Buster Craft, and a Henna Big Papa. Yeah. And the I'm a walking, tucking, illiterate. Yeah. I am like Randy Savage on acid. That's very vibrant. Like, yeah. yeah, he was spinning. I love spin. his mic presence. He's got such like, you know, like when they on the Beast Coast albums, like it's kind of hard <laughs> to figure out who's who because I really I'm not really too f- familiar with a lot of people in Beast Coast. Yeah. But I can always find Meech. See, it's like. You know who the underachievers are? Yeah, I've heard so, the name. Issa Gold and uh, AK-47. Yeah. Or AK the Savior. And then I think it's Power P. Power, pa- power Peasants? Or, yeah, pa- no, Power Pleasants. Pla- or, power. No, it is Power Peasants. Is it Power I'm Peasants? I'm pretty sure. Like I just call them Power P. Because they did, I guess they did some production with uh, Eric and then who, Kirk? Kirk Knight. Because yeah. he's part Kirk of. Kirk Knight hard. Kirk Knight, he produced Plain I, Jane. I like him better as a pr- producer, yeah. Yeah, he spazzed on that. Yeah. Eric Hark is is nice too. Yeah, I think out of all of them, he probably my favorite because I like I like the the techie weird people. You know what I mean? Yeah, because he could like he could like draw. He he's a tight rapper and he make his beats. Yeah, like the uh, hills and valleys. That's mm-hmm. when I was like, ah, oh, that's like some of my favorite shit to just vibe to. You know? Yeah, he's really architect. Yes, bro. He just like, builds shit. Yeah, he just literally builds it. Like that's why I love Flatbush because like what they do as a unit is so dope. Because like they each have their own role. It makes sense. Yeah, it's like Eric, like Juice would do the hooks, Meech would do the bars and rapping, and then Eric would make the beat. Meechy and Juice, Juice are like the, the actors kind of. Mm-hmm. They're, they're the wrestlers. The, like they're the, the big stars. Yeah, or he's the manager. Yeah. You know how the wrestlers have. It'd be like it's like Kane yeah, and they, Undertaker they, they and the Paul Bear. Yeah, yeah. they're the one too. And he's gonna, he gonna, if he gotta get in the ring and cheat, he's like, "Hey man, I, Eric, I'll hop on this here. Bitch. I got this fire ass beat. Look, I'm that's you know, cheating." <laughs> that's funny you said that. Like they like the wrestlers because do you remember when they did them and Denzel did the the wrestling rap battle? 
No. They did it last year. It was Red Bull. I, I actually talked to Denzel Curry in our interview. You should check that out. But um, so like during they did an event last year that it was like it was a wrestling ring. And yeah. then they did like it was against it was Flatbush versus it was zombies versus Zoltron. That's what Denzel called himself Zoltron. And so what they do was they do like take turns doing sets. So like zombies would do two songs in the ring, get the crowd hype, and then Denzel would go in the ring and do two songs, get the crowd hype. And they did it like a wrestling show. Yeah. So like they had a ring, they had the barricade and shit. Like they go in the crowds and whatnot, and they would just see who can get the crowd more hype. And they said Denzel said that they did that on the fly. Like they did not rehearse any of it. So they just knew that what they were gonna do. They knew the theme of it, and they just had to go out there and perform. Oh, that's tight. It's super hard. It's like, the concept itself because uh, ASAP and them did it at Yams Day last year. Okay. When they had the wrestling ring in there, because Yams was like a big wrestling guy. Hey, you, well, I'm gonna have to tap in with that. You got to show me. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a cool ass concept. Like I really like, I love it because like wrestling and hip hop have always fused together. Like they've always yeah. had like that same crowd, that same it's raw the same and way like sports and fashion does. Yeah, I mean wrestling is a sport. It is a sport. Like, like they still need to maintain their bodies. Travis Scott said the reason he like he likes to have shows so hype is because like when he was a kid he used to watch wrestling and his favorite wrestler was X Pac. X Pac was always like just like the high energy guy. And shit. Yeah, yeah, just like a lot of energy when he got in the ring. Nah, man, that shit is tight. Them be the best shows. Like I feel like all shows should be like rock shows somehow. If I the like, artist, if I the like artist the kicking get, and the punching and but like. I only like if that's what the artist's music portrays. Well, yeah. I don't like when artists try to force shit when it's not their lane. Like Big Sean. Yeah, like, I don't need to get hype. Right, damn, I ain't going to even shade but like, Big Sean right now. Well, he don't, because he, he got some songs that are hype, but he don't be like, yo, let's make a mosh pit and he then don't, drop. He don't give me hype like that, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a different kind of hype. Like, Drake don't even give me hype like that to where I want to, like. Maybe maybe nonstop, I'll give it to him. I mean, yeah, that make me want to jump around. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, Benny the Butcher music, make, I, I will push you. Like, I'm a. Like you, you know how we be at yeah. shows, like yeah. or like little Uzi music give me hyper than that. That that shit I'll call. I, like I mean, I'll never get that show. Bro. Yes, bro. When, when he did money did. longer, using from me, I never crazy. seen you jump so high. That's what I'm saying. When that beat drop, I'm hype. I was out here. Yeah, we was turned. Yeah, we was super turned. Man, Cardi B was fired too. Yeah, shout out to Cardi. That was my dog. And Twenty One Savage. But see, it's like if you like Twenty One Savage, like his music ain't hype. But he knows how to portray it to where you feel the energy when he performs, yeah, and it keeps get you, you involved. Yeah. yeah, it's like in because he a laid back performer, but he still knows how to perform. Yeah, which I'll give him props for that because I wasn't sure what to expect from him. Yeah, but he was doing some cool shit. Like he uh, what was it? He had the beat from X cut out, and he did that last verse. Yeah, and just pretty much, and then it. had the hook come back in at the end. And then he, well, he let us rap some of this shit too. Yeah, because like last names. Savage bitch, but no, I'm not Randy. Hit her with a condom, had to make her eat a plan B. And I'm sipping on that codeine, not Brandy. Like, because he had the beat drop out and he just rapped that whole shit. So it's like, you it shows you from a technical standpoint. He's like, I'm a good rapper. And like, I may not be the most energetic performer, but I could perform. So it's like, we don't need to get hype at, or start a mosh pit at 21 Savage's show because that's not his music. But he can get you involved in it. Uh, You still feel the energy. Confidence and crowd control, cause like, I mean, I done been to some awkward shows. Like, I'm talking about like professionals. Yeah, that's like being awkward. Like, I feel like Big Sean show is kind of awkward. Even Schoolboy Q show was a little awkward. It had moments that was awkward. Mm-hmm. The most comfortable show I think I've been to was uh when we went to the Go Links concert. That was fun. Like, Masego was tight. He interacted with the crowd like yeah. Cause he, was there was a couple hecklers in the crowd, but he was like some point I think. His name was on the screen. Yeah. Remember somebody was like, what's your name? And like he paused for a minute and he goes, it's on the screen, motherfucker. Use your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> like, look, listen. Yeah. I, lo- I love that, though. Like, you just got to remember everybody human. Yeah. So you know, like, it's just like, 
you know, you could take shit like that, the hecklers of the heart, and like get upset, or you can just make a light moment out of it, which he did. Could punch him like the. the you could say something super pissive, <laughs> like "shut the fuck up," and then now you got a problem on your hands because now this dude's pissed. Huh? Oh yeah, because <laughs> you just made him look bad, or you fuck around, get kicked out, like yeah. <laughs> Security will grab your ass. Yeah, real quick. Especially at the Granada. Yeah, them Them dudes do not play. Yeah, come on. Yeah, but like the goalie show for like the music he makes, it fit perfectly for the vibe. Like it was actually. It was 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 fun. It was like like a party. It was like the first concert I went to where people were dancing. Mm -hmm. Facts. Just blatantly like dancing. It wasn't wasn't like, you know, just standing. Like, no, we're actually. Because it wasn't that packed. It wasn't that packed. Like the floor was, was full. It was probably like. You said yeah, it was a little over a hundred people there. Yeah, it wasn't too packed, but it was still a good time. Like he made it fun. Yeah, definitely a good time. Like it was a different kind of show, a different show than I've ever been to. Uh, compared to what he did, like what his, like, cause most crowd, like the crowd at Golden Show is actually like very nice. Wait, did you get to see Jesus? No. Okay, never mind. I saw uh, Watch the Throne. Yeah. 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 Don't rub it in my face. <laughs> Yeah, but I think I think you'll like Goldlink's new album. All right, I'm gonna because it's you. it's very funky, it's very jiggy. It's different. It's got it's got different sounds from like all from all over the world. It's not just like one sound. See, I ain't but it's still Goldlink. I ain't been feeling that vibe my whole life. Been like since I've been having to run around, so I need that, that, that energy. grind music. Yeah, I think I when need I need that when you ch- music. once I think it's great around like the seven p.m. time on the day. Okay, so like evening music. Yeah, evening like music. I did, Sun going down. Like we just chill. Yeah, we, we could play later then, bro. We vibe out later. Yeah. And we'd be chill. We'd be chill. Yeah. I need it. Definitely. So so looking up to the month, like up to this point right now, how would you feel about twenty nineteen musically? Because I feel like we talked hey, about it, it, it got to a slow start. It's, well, Boogie, it's I, picking up. I think Boogie did a good job of like making shit. Tightness over. Yeah. Cause I still fuck Anderson with Boogie's help too. Yes. You put out two albums. Uh only one album helped yeah. <laughs> helped out though. <laughs> I still ain't listening to Flying Lotus album. His album's cool. His album's oh Zoo. Denzel Curry put out Zoo. That's a dope album. It's a fun album. Like if you want energy, it's a good energy album. He out of the dark. Rick Ross is coming back. Igor came out. Igor. Oh my god, dude. Uh, see, I gotta get back on my hipster shit. I wanna. I heard a track off this Vampire Weekend album that was tight. The I guess Billy Ellis. Billy Eilish. Eilish. It's so weird. When I went to Denzel. Interview, I was like, I told people around me, I was like, yeah, but I'm going to interview Denzel Curry on Friday. He was like, who we coming here with? I was like, some Billy Eilish chick or something? They're like, Billy Eilish? I was like, <laughs> they went crazy. Yeah, I was like, yeah. He was like, dude, she is fucking amazing. I was like, I'm, I'm just going for Denzel. I haven't tapped in with it. I guess Madonna dropped an album. Oh my God. Or put out some music or something. I'm just looking through what's out right Ass now. That's a rap. Oh, YG? Uh, yeah, YG came out. Solange. Oh, dude, we got a big crit album coming out this month. Oh yeah. Oh fuck, go. we got a big crit album hey, coming. Respect. Oh, this Lizzo, uh, this Lizzo lady, she's hard. You fucking with Lizzo? Yeah, Lizzo's tough. Liz- I like the song we've been playing on the radio. Yeah. The truth hurts. Oh, it ain't my fault. No Minnesota Vikings. Sway, show me her. She tight. She is. Yeah, she's. Dope. I love that. I love that. I love truth hurts. She, she make me want to sing. Hey, I think. Yeah, I That's think, pretty much it. Yeah, and then the Revenge of the Dreamers just dropped this past Friday. Yeah. So, like, I think shit's starting to pick up. It is, bro. It's, it's about to be pressure. But like, right? a lot of momentum's coming. Like, we got Big Crit coming out. Big, Big Crit got a track with J. Cole finally coming on his album. I'm super oh, excited for Damn, Toro came out. Skepta dropped the project, bro. Skepta did, yeah. Oh, that uh, that James Blake album came out this year. Damn. 
I feel like it's been yeah. a long year, but it's flying by too. Yeah, that Miles, that Miles High song. Yeah, uh, my high club. And the song that come after that, I forgot the name of the song that come after that. That it's like the best two song pairing ever. Really? I think James Blake sounds good with the black people. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should just give him a hood pass. Y'all. Sound like Calvin Harris. I think he already got a hood pass. He was on King's Dead. King's Dead. So in that like that very brief transition yeah i remember trying to listen i was like where the fuck is james blake on this album he probably he probably was in the studio with them though just like sitting there (laughs) 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 you said you want me to play what um i didn't say that no i was i was being james Blake. oh okay (laughs) (laughs) he was confused i was was like like, play what and then uh i think tame apollo's got an album coming out this year because they put out he put out he put out a song not too long ago okay so Okay, it's I'm, it's I'm, definitely I'm ready for that. Third, fourth quarter, we're about to take off. I'm pretty excited. And then, you know, Acid Rap and Ten Day just went on streaming services. Shout out to Chance the Rapper for that. He got an album dropping this month too. I'm not he, sure how I feel about it, but it's coming. I don't know. What do what do you think about uh what if Frank Ocean and Chance the Rapper made a song together? You think it would sound good or you think it would sound terrible? I think because Frank Amazon. always Frank just improvs all his shit. He don't write nothing down. He just goes with see how he feels. So like everything's just so random Yeah So I ne- I don't know It really just depends on The mood and the energy Of the song Cause like Chance the Rapper Is in full dad mode now And I'm not really sure How I feel about it Like I'm happy for him I'm super happy for him That he's happy And he has a He's family. like He too Sesame Street For me right now Yeah It doesn't feel Like when I listen to Acid Rap You still feel the soul But I, his music Don't really have that soul To me right now but I'm not saying it's not good because groceries is catchy for what it is. Used to take me out of in one trip. <laughs> like, yeah, shout out. Chapstick. Tra- my traffic, little dog's like traffic, that one. Looking for my chapstick. Like, it's it's a funny vibe, like, but it's also Sesame Street. You know what I'm saying? No, for sure, for sure. But I'm super happy for him that he's happy because at the end of the day, artists having good, like, mental health is very important to me. Extremely important. Because, you know, we've, we've seen a lot a lot of... Sh- we seen, you know, this is this, the music industry is a very taxing industry, health, mental health wise. Like, it's, it's a lot of pressure. It's, it's a stressful. lot, yeah, it's stressful. So like, I'm just happy if an artist is in a good place mentally. I'm happy for him. Like when I told Denzel Curry that, because I know when he made Taboo, he went through like a very dark phase. Like he, it, it took a lot out of him energy wise. Because like on the album, there's like a light side, there's like a gray side, and at the ends the dark side, which is like he made those songs during those different time periods. Like the first half's the lighter when he was happier, mm-hmm. then the gray's kind of like. It's getting a little dark, but there's still a little bit of hope in it. And then the dark side is like, I'm in a very bad place. Yeah, this is this so like is terrible for me. So like right when now. he made Zoo, he was just ha- he was having fun. He freestyled the whole album, and it's just a fun Miami album. Yeah. And I was like, it's super cool to hear you just have fun because I know what you went through making Taboo. So to hear you have fun and be happy, it's such, it's so great to hear us listening. Because you re- deserve that happiness. Facts, facts, facts. So I'm always super happy even if the music's not great i'm just happy that artists are mentally in a good place yeah like schoolboy q yeah like even yeah we had this conversation numerous times yeah that it's not that i don't like yeah we don't even got to talk about it (laughs) i mean you you didn't like the album see i didn't even mention it in the list of albums that came out i forgot about see that's what i'm saying like crash talk i do like crash Talk, but i still know that he in a good place yeah he's taking care of his family yeah like he he a soccer dad that golf now that's yeah that's really all he is he's I watched the Freddie Gibbs interview and he was like, we talked about the Schoolboy album release. He's like, shout out to Schoolboy too. He been ducking me in golf, man. I'm supposed to get a dude the hands in golf. And dude was like, you nice at golf? He's like, you don't want to see Tiger Gibbs. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh, I, I would love to see that. <laughs> yeah, like I would love to see him and Freddie Gibbs kick it because they just they both should just make dudes. an album together. Why not? That, why haven't we got a? Fre- I tagged him on Twitter one time. I was like, why don't we got a Freddie Gibbs and Schoolboy Q track yet? That'd be like one of the most gangster ass songs. Yeah, I need it. 
Yeah, like put him on die with him or something. Put him on. Nah, I want I want like some old Q. Ooh, what about we could put him on a crash? Put him on a bandana. Put Freddie on ooh, Mad Lib. Yeah, put or, yeah one of them tracks. Yeah, for real. I think uh, put him on the put him on the first half of uh, what was it? I'm already forgetting the name of it. On oh, bandana. So I think Freddie Gibbs would sound nice over like Crash, the Crash beat from Crash Talk. Yeah. I mean, I feel like how it, based off of the sound now, Freddie Gibbs is more versatile than Schoolboy. Yeah. No, nah, definitely. Schoolboy. Like Freddie Gibbs Schoolboy easily one of the most versatile like rappers. Everybody else. I think he's still Schoolboy though. No, nah, I ain't saying he's not Schoolboy. You know what? Just put him on the uh uh Palm 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 Olive beat. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well. Make him, make him, make him rap hard again. You know what I'm saying? Like I put him on the second half of half man, half man, half cocaine. That one too, because it just get like that super he gritty. Could, he could be a uh, blank face on there. Yeah, yeah. He could bring that character out. Honestly, bring man, that energy out. If you want the old school way back, you literally just gotta support Schoolboy. No, because that's why he said put him like on fake names. That's why. That's why he said um, he was like I put out a concept album with blank face. It was like my highest critically acclaimed album to date, but it didn't sell as much as as people claimed it should have. Yeah. I guess he not in a, a, a place in his life to where he could give me the album that you, we expect. Yeah. But I'm still happy. It's a fun album. It's cool to see artists have fun with their music. Yeah. It's like when shout he out, shout out Schoolboy Q. Shout out Schoolboy Q. So yeah, I mean, shit, we might get a Kendrick album this year. We know who knows. Who knows? Who knows? But it's gonna be something to look forward to. I'm excited for what we are gonna do in the future. The podcast. Man, it, shit's about to be crazy. It's about to be crazy, man. It's gonna be. A, it's, it's been a good year, and it's only gonna get better. J Cole's gonna be at the next showcase. Banking on it. There's gonna be dragons. Jer- Jeremy and Game of the Thrones. Game so of, we don't not so we, Game of Thrones, but well, Game of the Thrones. Yeah, so we don't get sued. Yeah. <laughs> well, shit, man. I think I think it's been a good episode. It has been a good episode. It feels. I feel. I relaxed feel good. Today. Yeah. Don't you, do you feel relaxed? I feel good. I've, been, I've had a very irritating week, but yeah, you, this morning I got Ellie Wilson follow me on Twitter. Yeah, you got the. Uh, yeah, just uh, this is me having fun. Yeah, you got get to decompress, bro. We gonna chill. We gonna listen to the uh, Gold Link album. You know, mm-hmm. we gonna relax. We gonna relax, man. Well, yeah, I guess I got some wine at the house too. Cool, cool. I guess it's a good time to wrap it up then. Yeah, let's, let's wrap it up then. Let's wrap it up. Wrap it up then. All right, man. You've tuned into episode twenty of the Yada Yada podcast. Until next time, it's the kid Joe Cornejo. It's your boy Morpheus. We are out, man. Peace. Put your Yada Yada over the best part. Bye. Bye.